Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. I can start over. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for all the notice. All right. When do you want to start? Okay, go ahead and start now. Okay. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, the IO panel episode February 12th. <laughs> episode 46. 46. <laughs> uh. I got my two compadres, Mr. Uh, Mike and uh, Professor Neil Blevins. What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Sup? Very good. So authoritative. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hef- heftiness to that sup. The heavy. Mm-hmm. What did w- w- you get into this weekend, Evan? Um, or this week? It was really... Uh, well, I changed my bed sheets, so that's an accomplishment. Whoa. Um, did some laundry. I've been enjoying these uh, Bang energy drinks that I procured from Vitamin Shop. Right there. They had a sale. Buy one case, get another case half off. You serious? Yeah. <laughs> so two cases was 40 bucks for 24 cans, which in the grand scheme of energy drinks is pretty good. But per... By caffeine volume... These are like the best deal out there you're going to find. So each one of these cans has a claimed 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is twice that of a monster. So. And how many cans did you buy total? 24. So 12 per case. Correct. And how many of these have you drank since you bought them? Uh, I have one left. I did not buy them two days ago, just to be fair. It was like. Sometime in the last, you know, week or week and a half, I just have not mentioned them to you before. Ah. Yeah, it's like quite, you, bought them, you bought them a day and a half ago. And... <laughs> been, been pounding them constantly. <laughs> Fucking, I'm on my deathbed. It's been nice knowing you guys. My heart's about to explode. <laughs> Got two grams of caffeine in me. Let's go. Oh my God. Well, it seems like you know how to live. <laughs> yeah, know how to die. <laughs> what about you, uh, Mike? What'd you get into this week since the last time we talked to you? Hmm. Not a whole lot. Got into some Wikipedia. Well, there's always that. That's a daily struggle for Mike. It's one of his many addictions. <laughs> and that is true. But, um, yeah, no, nothing too earth shattering. Yep. Oh, I sent, um, I think I sent a message to you guys in the group chat, but, uh, Mike, you will be receiving a package, uh, sometime near the end of February to, uh, distribute as you see fit. I think James would like one. I would like you to reserve two on my behalf. And, um, I have something coming here, which I will subsequently mail to each of you to also distribute as you see fit. It is, Various promotional materials. Hmm. Well, all right. I look mm. forward to 
seeing what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the thing that's coming to you, make sure you give one to Ed. Will do. Thank you. Is this a surprise? Yeah. So, I mean, sort of. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not a surprise now that I have mentioned it, but uh, it's a surprise as to what exactly these things are. Oh, my God. It could be anything. <laughs> it's like I had, I ordered cats that have been shaved with our logo. Please distribute them to all of your friends. <laughs> Who knows what shape they'll be in when they come inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are being shipped freight, so uh, Best don't expect luck. too much. <laughs> Best of luck to you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. All right, sounds what good, did, man. What'd you do? Um, I had a had some had some good times, man. Uh, I guess me and Mike went out last night with some friends and had a good time. And uh, week the week sucked, you know. I worked at a wonderful place with wonderful people, so it wasn't that that wasn't why. But yeah, you know, it's the usual. It is what it is. I did receive something very nice, which I'll talk about later on in the show, uh, and I forgot to add that to the thing, but I just did add it to the show notes, so. Okay. We'll talk about that. Um, oh, yeah, I uh, I listened to an audiobook. We'll talk about that later, but. Yep, in our designated mm-hmm. audiobook section. But that's another, another thing I did this week that was good. Good. High five? Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Okay. Well, good. Uh, should yeah, we get James, into some... Well, let me just say, last night was a good time. I'll just say that. But, you know, James and I went out. We had a good time. It was cool. That's it. Did you... Says, did you sound like something crazy happened. It, was it wasn't... Nothing. It wasn't anything he's crazy. Like, he's like, I'll just say, we had a good time. Let's it's like, did, did you kiss him goodnight, or... <laughs> he wanted to, but I, you know... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not that kind of girl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> exactly. I kiss on the first date. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's just jump right in here. Uh, yes. I, I so think... speaking of first dates, let's talk about condoms and vasectomies. So uh, there is actually a new product for uh, male birth control whose current options are basically, what well, I said, condoms or vasectomies for a more permanent solution. Um, there's a product called Vasal Gel which is designed to be reversible, um, similar to a vasectomy, but uh, far less invasive. So with a traditional vasectomy, you go in, you have a minor operation, and they cut um, the vas deferens tube and and cauterize each side. Uh, This, however, does not involve cutting anything. The doctor injects a, a, a gel that was developed to block the flow of sperm, and it's very simple to undo. There's a couple of different ways. You can either dissolve it with a sodium bicarbonate solution, which is baking soda, or uh, break it up using ultrasound. So whatever you know means you you have to do. There's there's a couple of different solutions. <clears throat> so in a study that was done recently, um, well, sorry, previous to that, it's been tested in rats and rabbits. Um, with great success because they are very 
um, rabid, rabidly sexual animals, apparently. So in a more recent test, 16 rhesus monkeys were treated with this uh, vasal gel and returned to their group, which had between three and nine uh, breeding females in it, depending on the time period. So over a two-year observation, there were zero pregnancies. Now, granted, I'm a, you know, most of the articles I, I bring up with these kind of things are a small study, but that's like first step. Um, so even though it was just 16 monkeys studied, 16 male monkeys in this particular test, over a two-year period with zero conceptions is pretty impressive. Um, and since they're, you know, fellow primates, it should be fairly, you know, reliable to transfer into humans. But again, that will need some tests, probably also small studies. So, you know, in the next five years, it's probably a reality to have a reasonable, uh, reasonably permanent yet uninvasive or ininvasive um, male birth control, similar to what an IUD is in women. So they don't, this article doesn't talk about how long this would stay in place, um, you know, before it would need to be reapplied or, you know, or anything like that. Um, so they'll probably do that in some of the human trials, but it'll be interesting. A good solution if you don't want a permanent vasectomy and if uh, condoms are not your thing. Sounds Thoughts? Good. Um, I would, I'm just afraid of like when it breaks up, you'll have to piss out some weird chunks, but, uh, I mean, you would, you would, you would ejaculate them out if anything. I mean, I guess they could make it's, it all goes through your urethra. So I guess it could make their way up there, but. So what happens is the protein, does the sperm just get re like sucked into your freaking like bean bag or something or not yeah, re- I mean, it, reabsorbed? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as if you had a vasectomy. If they cut the tube, it has nowhere to go. It just gets reabsorbed. Ugh. Same same concept. So, well, it's something. I don't know if you guys are debating vasectomies, but maybe it's a, it's a decent option for you. Just plug it up. So, since that news story was such a success, I'll move on to the next one. Um, as we're all fans of, <laughs> yeah, we're all fans of, uh, CSI and NCIS, yes, um, <laughs> which I, I'm being sarcastic about. I hate all of those shows. Um, but as we know there, they have supercomputers that can take like a, uh, a blurred out picture of someone from across the city and successfully make an arrest, you know, in the next hour. So Google Brain, which I didn't know existed, it's a thing, has um, devised some new software that can produce detailed images from small pixelated sources. Now, in this study or this use case, they um, they were using 64 by 64 pixel images as their high-resolution baseline, and they gave this uh, this computer... Uh, an eight by eight pixel version of those images and saw how it could reconstruct that. So it does this by combining two neural networks. Um, one is the conditioning, they call it the conditioning network, which basically tries to downsize 
um, known high-res images and see if there is a match. So I guess that's like see if there's an exact match or a likely match. The other part is called a prior network, <clears throat> excuse me, which uses another technology, which is actually available on GitHub. Um, so what it does is ingests a large number of high-res images. Now, again, high-res in this case is 64 pixels by 64 pixels. But what it does is goes through and sort of analyzes those and say the the pictures given in this experiment were either like celebrity faces or a picture of a bedroom or something. So say if it if it recognizes this as first a face, then it's like, okay, faces have noses, faces have or, you know, people have eyes, eyes tend to have eyebrows. So as it tries to reconstruct the image and as it picks out a portion that it knows, it's like, okay, so whatever's around this is likely, uh, you know, whatever's around this nose is likely an eye. Whatever's around this eye or above this eye is likely an eyebrow and sort of tries to piece it back together like that. And actually, some of the examples that it shows on this article are, are pretty damn good. Um, pretty close to what was presented to it as the original. Now, in the bottom of the article relating to CSI shows and stuff like that. It mentions, uh, it's important to know that these are not <laughs> real images. These quote unquote hallucinations are at best guess. But, you know, in the case where, um, police officers or anyone is like, you put a picture on the news, you know, police sketches are like, what the fuck is that going to do? That doesn't look like anyone. So they might be able to come up with a fairly close facsimile of what the person looks like. Okay, are you looking at the pictures on the page? I did before, yeah. Look at the picture. I think it's about halfway down. Mm -hmm. And then uh it's it's if you go down the center, it's a row, it's like it's like rooms, rooms, rooms and then faces. Look at the second face from the bottom in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like uh it looks like someone from Minecraft or something. It's like Argh! Oh, it's great. Some yeah. of these faces. So this thing could like. So this thing is, could could like shit out any number of wackadoo faces mm -hmm. and be like, "Here you go. Here's what we think." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, based on what it's given, like the the first image, which is it looks like you know a makeup palette, and then to to construct what some what resembles a human face out of that, you know, imagine if you give them if you give this program a a reasonable picture to work with, then, you know, it could be, have amazing results. Yeah, that's true. It's got potential. No, it definitely does. Cool. Well, thank you for your time, everyone. Um, that is my news for the week. Okay. So, um, I've got here, uh, the 84 lumber commercial. Uh, I think, uh, Evan, did you see this? I did not actually watch this. Okay, it's like five minutes long. You don't need to watch it now, but definitely watch it later. It's a really good commercial. Um, Michael, you saw it, though. You saw it with us, right? The other night, Friday. saw the last minute of it, yeah. Okay, you walked in on, the, on it. So basically, you know, not to spoil it, I mean, you still should watch it, Evan, but basically, at the Super Bowl, they played half, and then they said, go to our website for the rest. Ugh. Um, and the reason they did that, well, they, they say because the commercial was deemed too controversial and banned <laughs> by uh, by you know Fox or whoever was hosting the 
the TV portion of the Olympics or whatever. The greatest game on earth. Yeah. He said the Olympics. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't, I don't even care about football anymore. Like, it doesn't even matter to me anymore. Football. Yeah. The football, the big football game that happens at the end of the year where a bunch of rich people make more money. Um, so bitter. And we see a bunch of dumb commercials. Anyway, of all the dumb commercials we saw, this was the best commercial. You know, I think it was the best commercial. And I don't think, I don't think anyone's saying that. You know, normally they say, oh, this was the best commercial that I think. You know, this, I think, is the best commercial that they came up with. So basically, long story short, a mother and daughter wake up in their beds and somewhere in so, somewhere, you don't know where, some third world place it looks like. Some hellhole. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mike. Um, <laughs> and they spend, <laughs> you know, several days walking and walking and then hiding from the rain and then like catching a ride here and there and camping out in the woods where there's animals, you know, just the mother and the daughter and like in the walking through a desert all to go somewhere. And then the commercial cuts off and it's like, if you want to see the rest, go to our website. So their website apparently crashed for some of the time when people were like, everyone to see what it was. Hmm. Um, but they weren't using Squarespace. No, they probably weren't. Uh, Squarespace.com slash I... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, not a sponsor. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, you can change that Squarespace. It's up to you. Uh, anyway, so, if you watch the entire commercial online, they, once they get to a certain point, their mother starts, her mother starts, the mother starts crying and because they reach a wall. And there's this massive wall. And I saw the commercial and I was like, oh my fucking God. You know, I was like, <laughs> like this is like Trump's big fuck you commercial and 84 Lumber. Because I just kind of had this idea in my mind. I was like, 84 Lumber, some ultra conservative, you know. I've only seen them in like the southern parts of the country and stuff like that and, and in very rural areas. So I was like, there's no way they support immigration, like any kind of like any, any kind of positive immigration. So, um, or I was like, they're behind Trump. That's what I was thinking. So it's like this big ass wall, and I was like, oh Jesus, this is so this is horrible, you know. <laughs> I was like, no wonder it was too controversial. So then the and then it flashes to some guys building something, and, it looks, and you look at it, you're like, they're building a wall, you know. So then it goes back to the mother and the daughter, and they walk, and the mother's like sees like a crack of light, and she walks around the corner, and in the middle of the wall, there's a massive door. The door is not locked. It is a swinging door on hinges, and it's huge, and it's made of wood. And she walks through the door, and of course, there's light and fucking angels and shit on the other side. It's like, oh, you know, America. <laughs> um, it's like, America. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> so she goes through, and then um, it kind of goes to, shows the back of the, con- the contractor's car as he's driving up the road from the job site, like at the, at the end of the work day and it shows him and it's like some white guy and he's smiling, like feeling good about himself or whatever. And if you just saw that thing up to there, you'd say, Oh, 84 lumber is telling Trump to go fuck himself (laughs) and they don't support the wall. And they think the wall should have a, you know, they think, you know, they don't support the wall. That's what you'd think, you know? And then the end of the commercial says in the words, it says, we it says um there will all we will always welcome people with the will to come here or something like that something to that effect and i'll got to be honest with you 
that commercial was amazing. Like I watched it twice. Every time I felt the feels, I got a little like fucking like some drippings in my co- in my eyes, um, some moisture accumulated there. <laughs> um, it was an amazing commercial. And anyway, so every time you watched it, someone behind you started cutting onions. Yeah, basically. So uh, I think what they're trying to say, and there's a big controversy on the web right now as to what the message is. But I think the message is. If you're willing to try to come the right way, we will be here to support you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the message is. But, you know, obviously some people are like, we're boycotting 84 Lumber because they're, tang- they're telling our person to go fuck himself. And other people are like, we're boycotting 84 Lumber because they think there should be a wall there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, obviously it's these companies can't win. And 84 Lumber um, did this kind of made a blatantly political statement. Um and that they walk the tightrope where we hope they're like, we hope you understand our message, you know, and they did. They haven't said anything about it so far. Uh, and then Budweiser, they they made a commercial months and months, like sometime last year, they made that fucking commercial. And now people are like, we're, we're boycotting Budweiser because, you know, whatever. And they just told the true story about their founder, their company, who was like an immigrant and had a hard time coming to this country. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. But I thought it was a great commercial, so I'm putting it here. If, you, if anyone hasn't heard of it, please check out the show notes and watch it. So, as with most important statements that are broadcast on TV, it went over the heads of the majority of people? Yeah. I mean, and this was, if you watch it, you'll see it's clearly, I'm pretty sure it's meant to say, if you come to this country legally, we will, you know, through, because the door is there and it's open. It's not like some hidden door you know mm-hmm. it's very clearly a, a big ass unlocked door which is saying there'll be there's a place for you to come you just have to come the right way so i like it yeah it was a good commercial though it was a good message so mike what do we got here what's this uh pleading the fizzy elf <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> this guy apparently burned his own house down I plead the fear. <laughs> and it wasn't me, Your Honor. <laughs> he, the police ended up getting a search warrant for the data in his pacemaker. Come on. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. That's, a, that's the, you're joining the Internet of Things to save your life. Well, sort of. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was interesting, you know, they so that basically it's kind of like like some people are saying, "Oh, this is like this is like testimony against yourself," you know? Like you're being forced to testify against yourself. And yeah. I guess it could be interpreted that way, but so far they haven't interpreted it that way, so I oddly enough don't interpret it that way. I think a, a foreign object inside of you is a foreign object. It's not a part of you, and it's something that gets replaced. So it's not a part of you. So if there are suddenly brain implants that everyone has that can read your mind, like all bets are off, or do you have the right to refuse access to your brain implant? I think they'd have to treat it like a personal cloud. Hmm. Okay. You know, the the, the rule, the, the laws for the clouds are if you put it on a cloud, remain tend by another company, you cannot assume that is any at, at, that is private anymore. And if you have a personal cloud, like some kind of personal data, like that's not data storage. That's like records. What did they use? What kind of information they use out of his pacemaker, Michael? Just to say where he was or something? What, like what did they get out of it? <clears throat> it no, wasn't even that. Basically, was... heart rate monitor. Yeah. 
So what, his heart rate was elevated to so like, you were in a fire, clearly. Like, I don't understand. Quite the opposite. Um, they asked, The warrant specified for his heart rate, pacer demand, and cardiac rhythms. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, now, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I heard is as he was, like, on the phone with 911, you know, telling them what's, what his house was burning down, stuff like that, corresponding to that time period, his pacemaker was showing essentially like a steady heartbeat, like not elevated, no state of panic, no surprise or anything like that. So they're like, well, clearly it was intentional then since he planned this and he wasn't, you know, surprised. Well, a lawyer, if he has a good lawyer, they can, they can get that thrown out though, because um, a lie detector is fucking pseudoscience. It's not real science. And that's that's basically what they're doing. That's a good point. Yeah. They're basically saying you're, 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 uh, you know, thingamajig is a fucking lie detector, and that's just not science. Well, it's not exactly that. Um, what they said was, basically, he said that he was, he had packed up, like, he's like, oh my god, the house is burning down, and he, like, packed up a bunch of stuff, like, in his suitcases and threw it out the window, and then climbed out the window and this and that. And so they looked at the time when he would have been doing that, and he wasn't, like, exerting himself at all. Uh, is he well, like an ex special forces guy who was in super good shape and calm under pressure? No, hmm. three hundred pound idiot. More like there goes my case. Yeah, well, so mm-hmm. there you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like it I says guess... here, it says here, it is highly improbable Mister Compton would have been able to collect, pack, and remove the number of items from the house, exit his bedroom window, and carry numerous large and heavy items to the front of his residence during the short period of time he was indicated. Due to his medical conditions. What made the cops think to check his pacemaker? A good lawyer? The cops are just getting smarter, man. That's scary. I mean, think about that. That's not part of some procedure. They're not like, it's not like they went through a checklist. Like, did he have any IoT devices? Does he have a pacemaker? If he has an IoT device, do this. If he has a pacemaker, do that. It's not, it's like someone's like... Does he have a pacemaker? I wonder. And then they have to go the next step and be like, could we get the biorhythms from it and deter- make a determination on what he was doing at what time? That's crazy. Like, how did they come to that point? I, They're police officers, not fucking Bill Nye and fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson there with a fucking badge and a billy club. I wonder if there's any way this could be thrown out on the basis of uh, like doctor-patient confidentiality. Oh, that's good. I mean, if they're if they go to the company who manufactures the device, do they have any authority to release what's essentially part of his medical record? Ooh, yeah, that must be a HIPAA violation, right? Could be. Very well, could be. If you have comp- stock in this company, sell now. They're about to go down. Yeah, so I'll bet you that's actually a really good angle. I think. So I was thinking maybe they could say maybe they would say, well, the data is in this company's computer and you have no access to it and it's public information. Not public information, but it's information we can subpoena from the company. No problem. But <clears throat> Dr. Patient Confidentiality or HIPAA or whatever, that definitely is medical information. It should be under fall under that whatever, right? Or right. whatever it is. I'm sure lawyers could argue that. Mm. Mike, keep track of this case for us, please. We'll check back uh, weekly on our weekly uh, heart heartbeat segment. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, no, cops are checking on uh, IoT devices more and more now. That's scary. You know, there was another case where some someone disappeared or something. And the guy's story was kind of weird, so they ended up checking, like, the water meter at his house. Yeah, I and talked like, about that, like, six weeks ago. The guy strangled his roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. tried, he, like, between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., he used, like, 200 gallons of water. And they're like, what are you doing, bro? Trying to clean up the evidence? Come on, we're smarter than that. That seems like circumstantial evidence, though. Could be. It is. I was taking a really long shower. <laughs> Like, okay. No, he would, I would just be like, I like to run water, motherfucker. What? I guess I mean, he could go, <laughs> go back into his other records and. Well, James, just remember, it's, it's beyond a reasonable doubt, not any doubt. Yeah, but it, I don't, I mean, you know? your water records is probably, they, they gotta have more, more than that. That's not, well, enough. I'm sure they do, but that's, yeah, you know, do. it's another piece of the puzzle. You, you know? hated him, you called him a bitch. Right. You watched Just, signs. You knew he hated water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, man, the cops are they're getting they're getting clever. So what, I think what, the what, the legal team behind the cops is getting clever. I don't know if the cops themselves are getting clever. The 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 investigators, not the uh, not the beat police. I don't even think the, I, I'll be honest with you. Well, I don't think the yeah. investigators are getting more clever either. I feel like there's something. It's something else to it. I mean, how, what would make a cop like if if okay, if you go in someone's house and you see a bunch of random devices and you don't know what they are, like an Alexa is very clear. Like you know what an Alexa is. I totally get that. Like you could your brain might start flowing with ideas. You'd be like, oh, maybe Alexa, da da da. You know. But like the water recording thing, you know, someone one of the cops would have to walk back into the room, and be like, oh, I know what that is. You know what I mean? But otherwise, like, if I or any three of us walked back there, we'd be like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Some some piece of HVAC machinery. Like, we would have no idea what it is. I wonder if it's standard procedure when you come on a crime scene that is a house to grab all the utility records from the from the utility companies. And just, like, just to have them in the record to look through them. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you see anomalies there. Like, for the past week, he's been using five times the amount of power. Oh, he was charging the battery over there. He's going to fucking explode it in, under his roommate's bed. Hmm. Could be. Could be. I'm just surprised that cops I mean, are thinking we, like that. They always get the telephone records. We know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Why not? So, what do you do? What's 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 the... De- what, we need to invent a device to help uh, criminals. The Trace Buster Buster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll brainstorm. Okay, we'll come up with something. All right. Go ahead, Mike. What else we got here? All right. So the Imperial Wizard of the KKK oh. was found dead. You know, okay, before Michael, before you go on. <laughs> so all I see, I don't click on the links. I try to be surprised when only looking through the show notes and I'm reading what you guys put in here. And it says someone defeated the wizard. And in my brain, I was like Someone defeated the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. That's what I'm thinking about, right? <laughs> so who am I to fucking, like, how depressed am I to be like, it's like the Imperial Wizard of the KKK. I'm like, and he's the Imperial. I'm like, maybe it's a king somewhere? The wizard. I was like, no, the clan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. Oh. 
He did. Elation and disappointment in the same uh, thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, he, he, is he the head guy? Frank Ancona, that was the guy's name, called himself the Imperial Wizard of the Traditionalist American Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. And he went missing on Wednesday. Hmm. They found in his Mi- body. In Missouri? On uh, Saturday morning. Yep, in Missouri. In Missoula? No. Um, and what so, do police investigators have to say? They're, well, he was definitely, he was positively identified. He's, you know, they sent him for an autopsy, blah, blah, blah. They get this. All of his firearms were missing from his home. His wife, Melissa, said he had taken all of them with him, but his family in the house next door claimed Ancona would never have done such a thing. Hmm. Police said one gun, the one Ancona usually carries around with him, was turned over to them by his wife. Okay. So the wife did it? What do we think? Uh, he's probably, I mean, he's probably involved. I mean, he probably beat... Probably, I mean, he's a clan member and some hillbilly piece of shit. He probably beats the shit out of his wife. And she's probably like, have enough. I want some BBC and this is how I'm going to get it. I'm going to fucking wax you and then I'm going to move to New York and get me some fucking... some. Some, I don't know, African Mandingo or something. Or, I don't know, he was, go ahead. The underling wizard could have wanted to advance himself. Mm. Maybe he thought the uh, the grand wizard was being too soft. Well, it, it wasn't does, grand it do, enough. It does <laughs> say here, um, he told CNN in 2014, I believe in racial separation, but it doesn't have to be violent. Hmm. He said, people in the clan are professional people, business people, working types. We are a legitimate organization. He did himself in. Ancona and his traditionalist knights have been decried, that's a word you know every day, by rival faction, the Loyal White Knights, located nearby. Oh, There's more of these fuckers? Jesus. I had no idea. Well, they're splinter groups. Um, so it says Ancona has been trying to make his KK faction gain wider acceptance prior, um, prior even prior to the latest alt right euphemism. You know, I feel like uh, <laughs> Jesus. I feel like ugh, these guys are gross. Oh, never mind. I don't know how I feel. Fuck these guys. Good riddance. That's how yeah. you feel. Fuck these guys. Oh no, this is great. The last the last part of this is fucking great. Robert Jones, the loyal white knights, imperial imperial Claliff. Told the new Linux patch, this guy's group, the traditionalist American Knights, ain't even been around three years. Frank Ancona is also Jewish, and his wife is Jewish, and he's being exposed all through the clan world as a fake, and he ain't even white. And you can actually look his family tree up, which we've got his family tree, which we can give y'all to, and you can post it. A mastery of the English language. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, so they're I like, think, he's uh, a Jew. He's a dirty Jew. Yeah. Yeah. I think the case is now officially solved. Good job, fellows. These guys mm-hmm. still run around doing this stuff. Well, now. Freedom, can... freedom, freedom. Oi. No. Yeah. In, in today's society, they can claim persecution for their right to persecute. That's right. Or for denying their right to persecute, I should say. Social justice. So I didn't realize there was more than one uh, clan, branch, or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why have power? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Imperial Wizard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there you go. Holy shit. What? What? Oh, what website new, is this, New Michael? details have emerged. Oh, U.S. Website. Uncut. What is this website? Is this real news? This can't be real it's news. theonerace.com. Is this a fake news website, Michael? Why? Because I mean, I, <laughs> there's this... I don't know. Mississippi House passes bill to legalize execution by fire squad, firing squad? Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck? Well, I don't know if the site is fake, but the he is actually dead. Maybe the part about... Uh... No, no, the site's probably not fake. It doesn't look fake. I mean, all the news... If the, the news... You can always tell fake news websites because the site, the news is outlandish. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Trump's advisor bears an eerie resemblance to Joseph Goebbels, and Twitter is having a field day. Yeah, I did <laughs> hear about that. Yeah, I saw that already. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Did you hear what uh, the U.S. Department of Education just did? When they do, they just please. tweeted. They just tweeted something out. Like so they, when? They, today like, or today half or an hour yesterday ago. or something? I don't know. Okay. But you know that's so that's the woman that was just confirmed, mm. right? Yeah, yep. the charter school love it lady, miraculously. Yeah, yeah. So they tweeted out a quote from W. E. B. Dubois. Uh huh. And they wrote it W. E. B. Dubois. As in D E B O I S instead of D U B O I S. So of course everyone was having a field day with that. They're yeah. like, oh, I see Devos. Du, Dubois, Dubois, we get it. You know, it's Jeez. like, oh, people are having a field day with that. They fixed it now, but the morphing of American history. Hilarious. No, it was great. I've always heard this guy's name pronounced Goebbels. Me too. It's Goebbels. I well, it's I've seen it here. It looks like it's Goebbels, but I don't. I feel like, I don't know I feel how like to Hitler it. would pull this guy aside and be like, "Look, Goebbels." You got a nice Jewish name there, Goebbels. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've also heard Goebbels, but that's probably a bastardized pronunciation. We should watch a documentary on the uh, on the Third Reich and the Nazi Party. The rise and fall of the Nazi Party will surely settle this argument. Sure will. What argument does it not settle, really? Right. I need to um, wear more leather trench coats. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that the Nazis had a good stylist, man. You, yeah. You know who it was, right? Who? I believe it was, I was going to be like Ralph Lauren. Um, who's another, uh, fuck, I can't think of his name. So it's a company who's still around. What, like uh, Versace or something? Something no, like that. I'll look it up. It might have been Ralph Lauren. I don't know. <clears throat> No, no, he's still alive. He wasn't alive in fucking whenever. Well, maybe Ralph Hugo Lawrence. Boss. Really? Oh. Yep. It was Hugo Boss. Uh huh. They designed the Nazi uniforms. That's why they huh. look so fucking good. I hate to say it, man, but it's true. It's a snazzy ass uniform. They have and, style, man. And all the leather and stuff. Like you see, Hitler, he has like the summer uniform and all this stuff, dude. They knew how to dress that fucking short midget. The boots piece of shit. and the fucking the, the flare thigh pants and whatnot. Dude, they're nice. 
Yeah. The U.S. is have, like, somebody design their uniforms, man. They look like fucking shit right now. It's too, uh, too, like, functional. Functional's good, but, man, just a little, a little fucking, little fucking schnaz, a little zazz, zazz it up. Yeah. Needs more zazz. A little panache. Nope, nope. Yeah. What's that from? Zazz it up a bit? Yeah. That's from something, like, like three years ago. (laughs) No, it's from, uh, Death Clock. Zazz. Oh, yeah. William Murderface, Murderface, Murderface. That's right. Oh, there's an alt USDA now and an alt FDA. Fuck. Hmm. I think I feel like people are just doing this now. Probably. Like people don't care anymore. They're just like doing whatever. Jeez. All they're doing is po- like posting science and memes. Welcome to the internet. Have you guys seen this meme with the guy? Meme with the guy who. Uh... It's like, if you can't, if you don't blah, blah, then it's whatever, you know? And he's like going like this. He's like, yes. The black guy. Yeah. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Every one of, every one of those I've seen are, are great. Yeah. Or it didn't happen. I'll see if I can find some for you. There's a, there's one, there's a compilation on the chive somewhere. Well, I think we have uh, some, some more stuff to get to. So I, I don't have an do article, too. so you can, uh. You can proceed, and I will search for the memes. The meme machine. Bro. Stop. What? <laughs> what, what? What? Let's go, what, Michael. What is? No. So, all right. So, you guys heard of Checkpoint mm-hmm. Software Company, like, right? Isn't that McAfee? Nope. They're their own thing. Yeah, oh, they did, we um, have their IPS, their IDS at, at my office. Yeah, there you go. So, there used to be a worm way back in January 2003 called the SQL Slammer Worm. And it's called a worm because it self-propagates. Right? It was a vulnerability in SQL Server 2000 or MSDE 2000, which is like Express Edition, but whatever they called it back then. Um, and it's because a lot of, for whatever reason back then, people had their... I mean, first of all, there was a problem with SQL Server, but second problem was people had the SQL Server port exposed to the internet. Smart. Right. So it's, you know, UDP port 1434, which is like the standard SQL port. So, you know, Microsoft released a patch eventually, and people stopped exposing that to the internet, and then eventually it pretty much went away. Starting in November, and actually just for a short time frame, like for a little over, almost a week, November 28th to December 4th of last year, Checkpoint noticed a a huge increase in SQL slammer traffic on the internet. Hmm. They're like, what the hell's going on? Because, you know, it's like, what, did someone find an old closet of SQL servers and power them up? (laughs) You know, like, like, what is going on? So, kind of interesting. It's just not sure what the deal is. So were these, like reporting back to them or something like how did they 
find they were like how did they notice are they scanning the internet at all times or something probably you know we're all being watched Evan come on I know so I'm sure <clears throat> for all we know they have devices at all the major ISPs or you know who knows right right next to the uh the NSA bulk decrypting devices in the in the in the closets and <laughs> the distribution buildings yep exactly you want to more, learn more about that just google room 641a folks all right excellent that shit is real <clears throat> of course we all know it's real anyway but mm-hmm. um all right oh, so oh, quickly um yeah totally unrelated but just conspiracy thing moon landing did you know that was russian what do you mean? Like the Russians, the Russians started that rumor that the moon landing was fake. It was their th- that was it was a it was like a black bag operation, like a false flag operation that they perpetuated in like the late seventies. Hmm. Yeah, I did not know that. That is apparently like one of the that's like the Russians' big thing is is uh, mixing false information in with like totally there's unbel- false information, slightly false information with totally disbelievable information, and then releasing it through various publish publications like they're very good at it like way better than the u.s is at it like that's one of their their big things and they started that whole rumor that 27 percent of americans believe hmm. that we didn't land on the moon also oh, oh some, russia something else totally unrelated i'm sorry um there's we have to have doing the conspiracy issue because there's a whole like a whole like six or seven people that Russia shot into space and totally disavowed their existence and random people like would be listening to the radio like in a boat or something and they would hear like the death nil like the death screams of someone in the lower atmosphere and yelling in Russian and there was actually a couple who went up there and they were like no one's gonna know where no one's gonna know what happened please help You know, it's like a bunch of that, and it's apparently they're recorded, and you can just find them on the web. I haven't looked for them, but I heard about them, and I need to like get in, dig into them more. Very interesting stuff. Pretty hmm. fucking crazy. Did that? Did that allegedly happen like before? Yes, before. Uh, before they announced a successful trip to space. Yes, yes. Huh. They went. They went like about four or five times. Yeah, actually, guys, I've been thinking we should have another. We should either do a segment. That's like this kind of stuff, or we should have another episode. Well, yeah, we should have. We should definitely have another episode. We only did one, yeah, and it wasn't very structured. We'll do another one. We'll do another one. We'll do another another just a conspiracy one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um. <clears throat> so another thing here in the stranger danger category, I put here Samba our way to a good time. So Ooh. hey hey hey, so this one's all about going to Cuba, right? Bum 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 bum. Right? Yeah. Not Correct. about malicious code. This is about dancing and <laughs> Cuban women. <laughs> <laughs> Loose Cuban women. Not kidding. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my favorite kind. <laughs> exactly. No, but um. So it's been uh, disclosed, it's been publicly disclosed now that there's a vulnerability in Microsoft's implementation of SMB, Server Message Block, also sometimes called Samba, 
in it was they've said Windows 10 and Windows 8.1 and also server editions, but it's probably in every version of Windows. Um and so they're saying, you know, your if your computer could be made to try to connect to a malicious SMB server, it could cause your computer to crash. But of mm-hmm. course, whenever you can do a crash, you could also figure out a way to parlay that into executing arbitrary code. Yes. So, you know, not good. Um, so the the people who discovered this, they, they originally told Microsoft, and the, the I think the default thing these days is you tell the company and then you give them 90 days to fix it before you release it to the public. So mm-hmm. it's been 90 days. So they're like, okay. It's going out. Nice. Now, Microsoft says they will patch it on the upcoming Patch Tuesday, which I believe is this upcoming week in a couple of days here. Oh, that's good. Yep. Um, so that'll be good. But, um, yeah, I know. Nothing like is... waiting until the last possible minute. Now, I'm not sure if this is also related. I know there's a vulnerability involving SMB1 that was recently kind of put out there. But I'm not sure if this is related. I I think this one maybe is a is a slightly different one. Okay. So SMB one is a much older one, like Windows seven and higher. I think uses SMB two, and Windows eight one, Windows ten, they use SMB three. So the advice on that is just disable SMB one. But of course, that's not actually the easiest thing to do. I was reading a couple articles on how to do that, and Microsoft tells you how to do it, and it's kind of involved. I mean, it's not you know, it's not that involved. You don't have to edit code or anything, you know. But you, on server, I think you have to go in the registry and set something, and mm. then on a Windows client, like you know, Windows Seven or Windows Ten or whatever, you have to uh, execute some commands from the command line. To uh, disable like SMB one or SMB two or whatever. So, right now the 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 advice that they give everyone, which everyone should be kind of doing this anyway, at least in an enterprise, is blocking outbound SMB connections to the internet. Okay. So, like, if your computer tries to connect to a Windows file share that's not in your LAN or WAN, then it should be blocked. You know. Okay. Good advice. A a lot of places though they just have their firewall set to allow anything outgoing. Because what what could be harmful about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean that's uh, that's how I'm sure my my whole thing is set up here. I mean it's not like I have an enterprise enterprise grade firewall or anything here. Right. I just have my my router. And I'm pretty sure that's configured to let everything out. So there's probably not even a way to block that. Well, perhaps you should look into installing a third-party firmware on your router <clears throat> where you may have that kind of control. Well, so, yeah. I'm I'm probably just going to do the uh, that. I thought about doing that before, like DDWRT or Tomato or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> what I'm probably going to end up doing is uh, get me a. Get me a distro that's just a just a router distro, you know, 
PF or, Sense, perhaps? PF Sense, or there was a, a like a commercial one, but a free one that you could get. Like if it was for home use, like it's it's free. Untangle. That one. That was it. Yep. There's also uh, a fork of PF Sense. I think it's called Open Sense. Okay. I don't know what advantage or disadvantage it has. And I mean, but... you know, I could I could test my metal. Yes. And do a <laughs> uh, and just install you know Linux on a system and you know you can you can do all that through uh, IP tables or something you know. Yeah. So, <coughs> so it's it's possible. It's just you know you gotta you gotta know your rules. You know. Gotta know your role. Yeah, exactly. So in this article that I linked to, they they tell you what ports are used by SMB. And it's, su- it's such a weird random ports. They say TCP 139 and 445 and UDP ports 137 and 138. Hmm. Now, actually, this is funny because the old style one uses the 137, 138, and 139, and the newer style ones... Are all just four four five, but it's, okay. I guess it's possible it could try it both ways. So, so yeah. So hopefully everyone will be updated here this coming week. Assuming um, you uh, take any Windows updates whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you don't. So correct. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you you ripped that part out of uh, Windows. Yes, I recompiled with. Zero with no update feature whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's locked down. Yep. So, all right. Well, well that's all you. I got to say about that. Let's move on to Audible. So, I told you guys about a book last week, and I said I would read it this week. I, I went ahead and read it. It was an awesome book. I definitely recommend it to everyone. It's called Fitness Confidential. It's by this guy, Vinny Tortorich. Mm-hmm. And he's a fitness trainer to the stars, basically. He and lives, out, you, he lives out in LA. What insight does he have? Well, I mean, the book is, you know, like, it's it's a how-to, but it's also just telling him a story of his kind of the story of his life and how he got into everything and whatever. And, uh, it's a good book. It's entertaining. And also the funny part is he'll go off on tangents where he's not reading the book anymore. Cause it's read by him. Okay. It's read by the author, the audiobook. So he'll be like, uh, let me just stop for a second. He's like, let me tell you guys this, this little story here, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, that's nice. So you get little extras here and there if you were that you wouldn't get if you were just reading the book. So it's very good. Um, I don't want to spoil the surprise or anything. Well, but, um, I'll ask: Are there okay. any revelations that uh, we're currently unaware of, or is it just a different, not really, a different take on the approach or his his story? And his version of the approach to being healthier. I mean, he's definitely, you know, an exercise guy, but to to actually lose weight and keep it off mm-hmm. is nothing nothing new. Right. It's what you and I and James sort of have been we've all sort of been doing the last X amount of time. Vaguely contemplating? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay. um, and the next book here, I was just I was just searching on Audible, and I came across this one. It's not out yet. I think it's going to come out in April, but it's another Joe Ledger book. Yeah, I just saw that. Very exciting stuff. Although it looks like maybe it's not in the current series of Joe Ledger books. It looks like maybe it's set in the future. I'm not really sure. I guess we'll find out when it comes out. But it's called Dogs of War by Jonathan Mayberry. It's not... How do you can you tell it's not in the... Uh... Just by reading the description of it. The publisher's summary, as they say. It says, Joe Ledger and a newly rebuilt Department of Military Sciences square off against this new and terrible threat. Did you read the last book? Um, yes. Yeah, the last book, they, they were all hosed. The whole thing was falling apart. Uh, I guess that, so. That's why. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Fair enough. Or, I mean, the wording is kind of misleading. It makes it seem like something like, like Dan froze him and they like, you know, like, like, like it's like the demolition man or something. Yeah, exactly. Like the newly rebuilt. So I'm yeah. like, oh my God. I'll be honest with you, Jonathan Mayberry. I know you listen to our podcast cause you're a big fan. Uh, I would love to read that book. Uh, if you can write a book where Joe Ledger is uh, unfrozen in the future. Like, I'd love to see that. Make that happen for me. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the shells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is your boggle? <laughs> That's My <good>. boggle? <clears throat> oh, nice. Bobiverse Book 2 is also out. Oh, my God. I'm going to be spending money this week. Yeah, Bobiverse Book 2 is out. The Joe Ledger book, I'll be ordering that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very nice. I sh- you should definitely check out Fitness Confidential, James. And I will get. I'm going to get Fitness Confidential and uh, how we get fat. That's great. How um, how long was that book, Mike? It's not that long. Like six hours, or like yeah. three? No, it's seven hours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a new John Scalzi book too. It seems like this is book time, man. Uh, and guess read by guess. Let me just say, anytime this guy reads a book for this guy, you're like, this is going to be a good book. Collapsing the Collapsing Empire, written by John Scalzi, read and narrated by none other than Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. The Collapsing Engine. Oh, Empire. I'm sorry. Collapsing Empire. <laughs> I said it twice. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably this is gonna be. Oh my God! There's a new Dale Suarez book, Michael. No, Change Agent. I just what the hell's going on on Audible? Like I left Audible alone for like two months while I didn't have any money to buy books, and now oh, there's a million shit. good books up here. I All was right, wondering like, about that. I just searched for this guy like, a, like two weeks too. ago. I searched for him like was two nothing. months ago, and I was and like, it was, it was nothing. nothing. Yes, awesome. Okay, Evan, oh. we're gonna shut the podcast down a little bit early. Uh, been a great show, guys. Have a good night. Later. <laughs> James out. Okay, we're not going to do that. But no, I was going to go with it. Add that to my wish list there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they, this guy's got everything, man. I don't know. This one's going to be out, but it should probably be good. Dan right. Suarez is the, is, the, is the guy who wrote uh, Demon and Freedom TM. If uh, For you all who don't know and think we're just too crazy, like guys who love books. Um uh, two amazing, like, kind of tech thrillers. Very good books. You know what else, though? He wrote Kill Decision oh. and oh, yeah. Influx. Influx. 
Influx is fucking scary. Like for an IT guy, it's a nightmare. I I don't care what anyone says. That book like had me like shook when I finished it. And that's rare. That's rare for me to feel like shook. You know, like it's nothing and not a lot scares me. And the stuff in that book was like a computer that can just rip the memories right out of your mind. And I was like, like, that's your ultimate like place where you have some control. Like you don't have control anywhere else in your life except for in your brain. And it was like, nope, I'm going to rob you of that. And he, he illustrates it in such a phenomenal way that you, uh, it feels, it's so well shown to you that it's like real, you know, it was very good. It was very good. I've added a lot to my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, wow! I didn't even know. AudibleTrial.com dot com forward slash io panel. There we go. Damn there straight. we go. Do yourself a favor. There <laughs> we go. All right. So, under the category of sci-fi, Sifi? I put Sifi. I put um. Now I still haven't actually watched this yet, but the show called The Expanse. And this is based on a series of books, which is supposed to be very good. I've heard very good things about the books. I read but... the first one. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. And? Crap? I, I didn't like it. You but, didn't like it. Um, I'll tell you after you tell your story. Okay. So, <clears throat> no, I just heard, heard about this on another podcast. Season 2 has just started um, this this past week. So, the... They brought it back for season two. It's supposed to be very good. The production value on this show is supposed to be pretty high. People always worry about that on the sci-fi channel. Sometimes things aren't always as good as they could be, but apparently it's pretty good on this show. So I'm definitely going to check it out. I need to get caught up on it. So I'm going to go back, watch season one, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So everyone I've talked to loves the so- the, the the TV show. And my cousin's husband was like, oh, man, you read books? You read sci-fi? You need to read The Expanse. So after I forgot about it for a couple months, and then I went back and got it, um, I listened to the book, and it's really well written. The author builds a – he's a world builder. I always use that term because he, he like, spends a lot of time, like, developing the – you know, what's happening, and it's really good. It's really well done. But, man, it's, like – for me, it's too introspective, introspective, spection, too much introspection. I don't know. Anyway, there's too much of that and too much like metaphysical, like uh, out of body kind of like mind game. Is it is it is it science or is it magic? It was like too much of that kind of stuff in that book for me. Um, the end of the I don't think you did the first season, the first episode, but the end is like. It's too much. It's just too, it's weird. And It's, it's like, all connected, bro. It's like, that. might as well be like that. It might as well be, and when <laughs> I say that, I mean, it's like the kind of, it's like 2001 The Space Odyssey. It's less science and sci-fi than it is like, what is the journey of mankind? You know, like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to give a shit. Like, I can't control what the journey of mankind is, and I don't want to know about it. Like, all I want to know is like, how does this toilet work in space? Like, that's what I'm interested in. You know, I'm interested in, like, for me, it's always about the sci-fi aspect, and that, to me, is good storytelling, and build a story around solid technology and solid solid, solid sci-fi. Don't make a fucking, like, a fucking love story or a magic and sorcery thing that takes place in space on spaceships. Like, I, 
I'm just very confused about the whole thing. It's a it's a solid concept. The book's very good. Everyone's raved about the, stu- the TV show. I'm sure Michael will love it. You know, I'm sure if I sat down and watched it and didn't have foreknowledge, I'd love it too. You know, because they probably can't do all the stuff that I kind of felt like was happening in the book. You know, and it didn't happen to the last chapter, but it just left me with a bad taste in my mouth. So watch it, Michael. Give us a report, and maybe I'll start watching it based on if you watch it or not. Based we'll on how do. You're, what your answer is. We'll do. Cool. All right. So uh, let's jump into. Uh, Mike, got anything else? No, sir. It's all you. All right. all right. Let's jump into game theory here. Then I got a few things. So, uh, Star Citizen 2.6.1 uh, was released to the PTU, the Public Test Universe. So, this update includes a reworked uh, Hornet. They reworked the Hornet just like to bring it up to speed. Not, I walked all around, did a walk around of it, the new one. The changes are m- minute at best, like smooth some of the edges and elongated some of the lines, that kind of thing. Let, it might as well be like the 2017 Anvil Hornet, you know. Space so did they just superiority fighter? Did they just like update the aesthetics, update yeah. the skin? It wasn't um, like the the most um, what's the word buffed ship in the game or anything, right? Uh, it was actually, and I don't think they changed that. They hmm. they just they just changed the look and feel of the ship. Okay, um, it is supposed to be the most robust fighter in the game. It, it, that's its role. So it's um, they they have a. Uh, They've given it some, or it's like a tank. That's its role, a tank. So not the fastest ship, but heavy, takes a lot of damage and hits hard, you know, but slow and, you know, just not not flexible. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. So they've made very, very little changes. They made some, they did some patch fixes to the, uh, or so they patched the flight system. The new flight system is pretty nice, and they've added some few changes. I flew around. I liked what they did. Uh, not noticeable, but um, there are a few things that I was like, oh, that moves a little bit better. You can slide a little bit better, that kind of stuff. Um, the one thing that I'm really loving right now is the Spectrum. So the Spectrum has been the long-awaited... Uh, I'm going to say it's basically Discord or Slack, heavily modified, uh, they don't have voice in it yet, but they're planning to have voice in it. And but it runs like Slack. So if you use Slack, it has like a general, like hashtag general channel and stuff like that. And you can put bots in it and all kinds of things like that. And and it's integrated into their system. They they had a working prototype in September, and now they have uh they have it. They've introduced introduced it to the PTU. So depending on what this how this test goes, that they'll release that. Um. So that's for the whole community, or like for the can whole you community. register at you know an org or something? You get your own channel, or yeah, yeah. If you have an organization, the the orgs will have their own channels in there. Uh, so that's one thing. Like right now, my org we use Discord, and it's a pain to get everybody involved with it and everything else. This will have you'll have your own Discord like channel within the confines of the Star Citizen universe, and it's going to have. It'll have integration into the actual game as the game's running. Um, it'll have integration to the web. It's going to be pretty pretty heady, heavily connected into everything. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, Is it kind of like a Steam lobby? Same 
yeah, sort of concept. But not so much like it's an escape away from like what we know as lobbies and forums. It's more like Slack. It's it looks just like Slack if you use Slack or Discord. It looks okay. just like those two things. Um the other thing that other people will be excited about, our Australian friends and European friends and, and the UK, UK buds, is finally the uh, Amazon Lumberyard integration that they did, that they, they claimed, you know, they're like, oh, we've, we've gotten in, in bed with Amazon. We're going to have all servers spinning up all over the place randomly. It's just going to be happening. Well, that didn't happen. That's for, pretty much like seven servers, you know, um, when they first re-released the game this, at the beginning of this year or December 25th with the first-person shooter gameplay. Well, now they've got Lumberyard spun up, and it runs pretty well. You can get into games easily. The games don't crash. Um, they fix a lot of things wrong with the first-person shooter mode. It's faster. It's a lot better. Um, I would say it's worth, you know, if you like at first-person, it's worth reinvestigating it. It's pretty good so far for me. I don't know if it's good enough for Evan yet, but it's pretty good. So, uh, that's all of that. Um, so 2.61 isn't out yet, but it'll probably be out by next week, sometime late next week, uh, which will be great because the forums will probably go away and like, that means the forums will be gone like three months because I hate the fucking forums. I cannot stand forums. So let's jump right into back up. Why would the forums be gone? This is going to replace the forums. What is because of the integration of um, what he just I don't remember I already don't remember the name but the thing that's like Slack or Discord is going to replace the forums. Yeah, the forums aren't going to go away, <laughs> ah. but I'm sure they'll be they'll just be sitting there. They're mm-hmm. not going to take them down because they're just archival data there. But they'll probably migrate a lot of stuff and just block the forums off, so you can't add new stuff to it. That's probably what'll happen. They're not going to have us working in two spaces because some people just love forums. And they're not going to be able to not going to be able to you know move to the new system unless you make them. But the new system is like put put it this way. I I don't know about you guys. I know Michael may or may not really get into this, but my biggest problem with the video game communities is forums. Like it's just like to me using a forum is like watching uh, a porno on Betamax while you're trying to fax something. You know, it's just it's like <laughs> how antiquated. Yeah, it's extremely antiquated. It's just a, like it's like it's like I'm yet, gonna go to 1982. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you yet do that remarkably to functional? Yeah, you're right. It does work. It's just not gonna be good. And it's for some something. It's like it's like okay, put this code in here, and oh, I want to put a banner. There. It's just a big mess. I, I hate how it works. It's just a big mess. It's hard to get information out of it. It's hard to find stuff. Search is bad. It's not good. So I'm not a fan. I know some people are fans. I'm not a fan. I like forums in general because I like old, simple things, but I will agree with you. I've I've never found a good forum search. That's horrible. Yeah, forum search is bad. Look, trust me, if you think a forum is simple, go use Slack or Discord. It's way simpler. (laughs) It's way simpler. It's literally like, like I have it open here on my screen. And there's literally, uh, literally, literally, uh, let's see here. Well, I'll, I'll, I don't need the screenshot. I'll show you guys later. But it, I mean, it's, there's one, there's a, there's a general channel, a help desk channel, announcement channel, game, general discussion channel. And they're probably going to have channels for all the other stuff that's represented in the forums. So, you know, 
and it just goes. It just goes as a stream of information, just like the forums, but it's more like a chat than it is like I posted I posted a thing, and now it's like we're not having a conversation. Like you can have a conversation here. You can see exactly who's talking to you. You can click on their names and like add them to private message them. It's just everything's very easy and very connected. It's you know, it's pretty nice. And the integration with the uh you can say if you're away or not or online or playing, and also this will know like, oh, are you in your hangar? It knows. You're in the game, it knows. You know? You can like go straight from here and be like, I'm gonna play with this guy. You know, I wanna connect to where he is where he's at. <laughs> yeah, I wanna diddle him. Uh <laughs> you can diddle you can diddle people from here. It's amazing. Um so I mean but we're it's yet to be seen. We don't know. They're gonna they're gonna iterate on it very slowly over time. Voice probably won't be in it till December, so we'll see. Um all right, so next up, this is not related. This is not our normal fare. It's not a video game, but I'm really excited about it, so I put it in here. Balkar Ridge. It's a Milsim West airsoft game in Virginia. 40 hours. Can't wait to go. May 5th, I think. Um, so just put a link in there. for the, if, you, if you're interested, if you want to be a man for the weekend, you want to be a special ops fucking guy or whatever, run around the woods and play cops cops in a, or play soldiers all day um till your heart's content that's the way to do it uh Balkar Ridge Milsom West check it out links so in the I've, description I have uh, a question why is it on the east coast if it's being held by Milsom West uh it's <laughs> that the name of their company is Milsom West because they used to host all their games in Oregon Okay. Um, Oregon and Washington State. So now they've kind of stretched out, but they're still very rarely on. They're probably on the west. They're probably on the East Coast twice a year. So when they come to the East Coast, it's always like a time to celebrate because they are the best Milsim provider in the United States. So it's going to be a very packed game. Tickets are going to be sold out pretty quickly. I haven't gotten mine yet, but I'm going to get it next payday. It's about $150, 40 hours. It's at a campsite called The Cove, which is a very large campsite with water and buildings and stuff like that. So, and Are you the, going the, to stream it or, or record no, uh, no, anything? No, no, no. no, no I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Why not? Um, it's just a hassle. It's a pain in the butt. If I see something cool, I'll record it. I mean, I'll have my camera with me, but uh, otherwise I'm not going to go with the intent to record stuff. I, 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 my only goal for Airsoft is to go and have fun, and this is going to be a great way to go and have fun. Um. Over the coming days, I'll be updating you guys because I still have to buy a backpack, like a good one. I bought a shitty one, and I paid the price. It fell apart. Um, so I need to buy a quality backpack, and I need to rent night vision goggles because I can't borrow any from this guy. So I'll be renting some night vision goggles for that weekend. Um, so I'll let you guys know. I'll update you guys with all those this all place, information. It doesn't look like it's that far away. It's not. It's right by Jamie's parents' house, actually. We, oh, wow. we, we've been right near there before. Remember when we went to the Sonic mm-hmm. near Jamie's parents' house? It's right by that Sonic. Huh. So it's about two, about two hours away. Hour and a half, maybe. Cool. Down to D.C. or something. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, good times. Um, last but not least, The Daydream. So... One of our friends also, I just got a Google, uh, an Android Pixel, Google Pixel. I don't know what to mm-hmm. call it. I got a Pixel. 
to replace my broken phone. Um, one of our friends, he also got a Pixel. He got a Pixel XL a few months prior, and he ordered a Daydream. That's their that's the VR headset that snaps that the Pixel can snap into. So he ordered one of those with his phone. It never came. So then he said, okay, he went and bought another one because he's a crazy person. They're only 50 bucks. So he bought it. He's been using it, whatever. He never said anything about it to anybody. He's like, oh, whatever. So then the, new, the second one came in. So he said, James, my good buddy, my good friend, do you want this? Uh, you want to buy this thing for me? It's still sealed in the box. I said, okay, no problem. So I bought it from him. It came in its wonderful box, which uh, you guys won't get to see, but it's right here. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Of course, crazy packaging. Um, came in its box, and I set it up, and I was like, this is going to be cool. I'm going to have VR for once in my life to see what this looks like. And I got to tell you something. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I knew like, it would be. This is the fucking future. Like, this shit is the future. Like... I'm ready for it. To, I'm ready to live a life without any monitors or anything, you know, and just have, just come home and put this shit on and not move from my seat for the rest of the day. Like, that's what I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. Uh, it's amazing. I can't say anything else about it. It's fucking amazing. Compare it to the device I used to own many years ago. What device is that? Virtual Boy? No. It was a thing that hooked up to iPods. Wait, I never or... tried it with that. To watch movies? I never tried it. I have no idea what that thing would be like. I mean, it's probably the same, though. It's basically the same thing. All that thing that was like, it, it would display the video in each eye. And this can do that, too. There's a Netflix app where you're sitting on a couch <laughs> watching a Netflix movie in a virtual world, which I'm like, why would you ever want to do this? You know, why would you, like, you're, like, sitting on a couch, sitting on a couch, watching a movie. Like, it's ridiculous. The concept is ridiculous. <laughs> I've, I've done that. Of course. <laughs> it's called Second Life. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. different. Second Life is, you know, a little bit more. <clears throat> this this isn't there yet. This is not, like, this, with this one, it has a, what makes this stand alone, stand apart from the other, from the Samsung unit is there's a remote control. The remote control functions as a pointer in the in the headset. So you can use it as a pointer. It has a D-pad on it. So it's got a few things that make it, that lend it to lots of flexibility when it comes to developers making cool apps for it. So honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. This this shit is the fucking future. Like, if they can get the price down of the really nice units to about $129 a unit, everyone will have one of these fucking things. You know, if you can get an Oculus for $129, everybody's going to have one. Simple as that. Right now, it's too expensive. You got to have a crazy computer with a crazy video card. Then you spend seven hundred dollars on this fucking crazy ass thing. It's too much. But if they can get the price down and they can make it so that anybody can just go pick one up with not knowing anything about it, like the Google thing is a great concept because it looks like something you'd have in your house in a really nice house. It like feels like you are wearing carpet. <laughs> it's like you got some bubba on your face. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's like really nice. It's just really nice, you know. It's well designed, so it fits well. And I have a big ass face, and it fits my face pretty well. Um, and it just works. Like you put your, there's no confusion about like how its function. It works well. The only problem is, it's not. It's only as powerful as your phone, 
And of course, you're locked into Android and then whatever apps they want to you want to get or sell. And Google notoriously builds things, never iterates on them, and then you never hear anything more about it ever again. So Google is more than likely doing their usual fucking thing they do with stuff. They're building this as a proof of concept to say, hey, some other company can now go and do this. You know, we're not going to do anything else with this. You just spent your $50 on, on a waste. So that's what they're doing. <laughs> But um, probably some some, uh, some company who specializes in producing ASICs should uh, come up and, and create a product like this. So like it's, you know, in the body of a phone or whatever is most practical, something with a, you know, a CPU and a GPU and a camera um, that is solely designed to run, you know, VROS an interface with a couple things, you know, like, like how people, um, bought into butterfly labs and their Bitcoin ASIC miners, like this unit that was, you could get it for, you know, a hundred bucks or, or 200 bucks or something. And it literally only connected to your network to download something from the blockchain and process transactions to get Bitcoins. That's the only thing it did. Right. So if some company created, you know, a device that you put on your head and is only VR, um, then then it might get down to the $129 or $160 or something. Now, what I would like to see, and maybe this already exists, so if you and your friend, <clears throat> yeah, like if there's some app where you can say it's called like shared reality, where you're each wearing your headset and you're, you know, and... um it turns your camera on and they see what you're seeing and you see what they're seeing. Holy shit. It would be super confusing. <laughs> I would love I to try that fun. though. I'd love to try that. Yeah. And they're like trying to walk around and stuff. I'd yeah, love to like, ah! <laughs> what the fuck? That'd be awesome. It's like, stop no, no, there's moving. A, there's a table. <laughs> you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. That'd be really cool. Um, I would love to play that game. Um, the game of life. Someone else's life. Yeah. So here's the problem. Here's the only problem with this thing is it has uh, they have to figure out a way to make the keyboard situation. So the Google one doesn't allow you to see what's happening in real life. So it's you're you're completely cut off like an Oculus where this where the uh, Vive actually has an external camera. So you can do overlay experiences. Uh Obviously, I think there's some limits limitations with the phone. Like you can't really do good AR and head tracking and everything else with the phone. But uh, or maybe you can. It's just too battery intensive. I don't know. But once they conquer that hurdle, an AR experience, so you could like wear these things all the time or in your house or something, that'd be great. Because I'd like I could see myself. I'd love to cook with them, like and get cooking instruction or whatever. Like there's just so many things answer the phone, do a, have a meeting, like, while you're looking into the middle distance and doing another task. Like, that's just, honestly, a phenomenal experience. They just have to figure out the keyboard. They have to figure out, like, battery power. And they have to figure out, like, the whole, this whole having a big-ass thing on front of your face, it's too heavy, there's a lot too much happening. But once they get it down to a space where it's, like, maybe this thick, and you're literally, like, putting on some kind of a thin space visor, you know, and it has built-in headphones or, like, danglies that go in your ears. And they can, you have, like, maybe, like, a little nubbins that go in your hand like this for pointers, like keys. 
Mm-hmm. Once they not keys, but like a controller. Once they do that, and good voice recognition, you've got something very nice. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple ways to do that using existing technology or concepts of existing technology. But I think the simplest way to have something like that would be basically to have a button on the side of the the headset or or your uh, your carpet mask, whatever you want to call it, that basically switches inputs on the phone. And what I mean is like, so you'd be running your, your VR experience, watching a movie or something, or looking at your computer desktop. But if you need to move around, you push this button and it'll basically just show you whatever the, the rear facing camera, which is usually the better one. Uh, it'll show you whatever that's looking at, which is actually what's in front of you. So you can kind of see out that way and you'd have just like a toggle button to go back and forth now, as for like interacting and typing and everything, that's probably not very practical. Um, you, I mean, it would probably have to just be strictly a voice recognition slash instruction system. Um, but if you want to think about what it might be in the future, I mean, batteries will get better. Headset design will get better. It'll never be like second nature to wear one. It'll always be something on your head, but some TV company just came out with a um, like a TV that looks like a pane of glass that you know you you it's like on the front of a uh, a, a TV cabinet or something and you can slide it around when you turn it on the TV shows up which is maybe sort of similar to that polarized glass or the um like when the door closes you know it goes all like foggy you know what I'm talking about right so I mean maybe you could have that sort of concept as what's in front of your eyes. So when it's off, you're just looking around like normal, but you turn it on and then it goes opaque and there's like a screen in front of you. That'd be something. That'd be something. That takes a lot of R&D though. So there are um, screens now that are, are transparent. Yes. Which is amazing. We're living in the fucking future, dude. Yeah, I know. We are literally living in the fucking future. <coughs> mm-hmm. Literally. How much do they cost? Where do you get them? What? Uh, oh, the TVs? Yeah, transparent who, screens. Who knows? But by I next thought, year, I thought you were looking at the resources right now. Next oh, year, they'll uh, be trying pl- to sell them Planar.com. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it's like a request to quote. Yeah, but if you <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is like the fourth time we're interrupting James. I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you finish. But if you got to ask, it's you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, but if they give, uh, if they get, I mean, if by next year they'll be selling them for Christmas for like a thousand dollars, and year after that we'll be able to buy them on sale, you know, for five hundred dollars, and then the year after that they'll be selling them for you buy them forty dollars on Amazon for like a twenty four inch one. It'll be crazy. The prices will drop, 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 drop. Moore's Law, man. It'll keep going. Well, I'm I'm going to bring this up because it, it sort of already exists, what we're talking about, but it needs more development and, you know, more money and experience thrown into it. But, I mean, Microsoft HoloLens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's like halfway there. It doesn't have the sort of immersive... VR experience, but it, it has like a self-contained headset where you can see through it and, you know, you can have objects in front of you and manipulate them with your hands. 
Yeah, see, so, I was telling James the other day, uh, what I'm really looking forward to is AR, you know, augmented mm-hmm. reality. No, I think that's the future. That's, that, that is the next step. Mm-hmm. But they know with augmented reality, they got to get it to be something you want to wear walking around. And the current, like, Oculus and the Daydream thing is just too fucking big. If they can get it down to, like, like I said, they get it down to about this thick, maybe slightly curved, they can go in your face... And you ha- it has cameras so you see. Maybe if they even do something like give you alternate um, wavelengths of vision, you know, there's just so much. It's that'd be amazing. Like, Predator it's, it's, style. Well, no, I mean maybe some thermal, you know, the thermal or night yeah. vision. Well, know? I was gonna, I was gonna ask, does it automatically make you an engineer on a starship? It makes and look you like look like everything. a Fram air fil- air filter from the 1960s. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's <laughs> let's let, look look. All he was wearing was a fucking air filter on his face. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. It's the future, though. So many things have have been modeled yeah. after Star Trek. That's the way it's going to look. I don't want it. I'm not going to wear anything like that on my face. So combine the uh, snap. Chat spectacles or Instagram glasses, whatever the fuck they are. I hate both of those things. Yep, Snapchat spectacles. With the uh, uh, the Google Glass, with the HoloLens, and a backpack full of batteries, and uh, you got yourself a product. Jesus. Yeah, that's another thing we have to beat is battery technology. We either yep. got to get batteries as thin as a strap that go around your head. That don't get hot. <laughs> yeah, that don't um, blow up. Or <laughs> and that don't blow up. Or we got to get batteries that are like, you know, like NFC instant charging or something like that. You just take a battery pack. You go to 7-Eleven, take a battery pack. Be like, yeah, I just need a battery pack. $5. You put it on top of your things. Like, zoop. It sucks the battery juice in and you're done. Mm-hmm. Or you swap the battery out and then give them the battery and they take it and recycle it. And that make they make a little business out of it, like selling recycled batteries and getting the old ones back. and re- Just like you would with a pi- propane tank. Yeah. You could do that. You could also integrate a uh, a small, super efficient solar panel, but that's assuming you go outside. You could also um, expand upon whatever technologies like EcoDrive for the watches. It charges when you move. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. All good ideas. <laughs> well, let's get cracking. All right. Yeah, if there are we'll any put it on the list of projects. If there's any engineers <laughs> or someone who wants to give us a little money to get this thing going, you know, uh, or you code, if you code and you're desperate, you code and you're lonely, or you just code and you're interested in like you know leading us on, then give us a shout, man. We're we want to talk to you. Let's be honest. We've already given you the ideas. Do not involve us further. We will. Don't involve take, Evan we'll further. I hate my life, and I want to do something else. <laughs> we'll so only don't ruin involve it. Evan further. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what do we got? Oh, yeah. So, yum update. Okay. So, I just put in here goals and discussions. So, I don't really have a set thing, but I thought uh, maybe we could take an opportunity here and discuss what what goals we have, if any. Individually uh, my goal, and, and as a group, I, I thoroughly intend to uh, build up my caffeine tolerance to an unimaginable level. Good, good. That's my, that's my goal. Okay, let's discuss that. <laughs> yes, let us discuss it. Uh, I don't know. 
short term, long term. Uh, short term, I need to abandon everything that does not take me into uh, a positive future. And that being said, this will be my last podcast, gentlemen. It's been nice <laughs> knowing you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just make make actual decisions to do better. Right. There's no one answer. What is it, the sad cast? The, yeah. This is the real cast. Mm. Cast at Bad Girls Club. So, Evan, are we making another bet? Is that like what do you what are we talking well, about? Well, maybe I don't know. It's an I idea. I, I thought we could discuss. Bet. I got to pay off the first bet. I don't want to make another bet yet. All right, just stop. <laughs> I mean, this would be more long term. I feel like I've been blindsided by these by this goals and discussions fucking thing. Blindsided has been in here for hours, hours, <laughs> literally hours. Mm. Well, we can I just mean, have a gentleman's true. bet. It doesn't have to be, you know, monetary. Yeah. And then what's the term what's gentleman the loosely? Yeah. Uh you know, a a healthier life, a better <laughs> life. He's like that's for suckers, man. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> okay. Go so, on. I don't know. I mean, we could just do it uh similar similarly to the last one where we could um just measure you know, do baseline measurements. Mhm. And go from there. And uh, just see either whoever loses. I guess we'd have to do percentage. I don't know. I guess we could do pounds, but. Well. I don't know. I mean, I had the idea of like right when we finished the last one. Uh, I don't know if it was a private conversation between you and I, Mike, but I was like, oh, we could do the uh, the race to 100. For like you know the next hundred pounds lost, I don't know what the time would be, or if it's just uh, an open-ended competition. You know, it's over when the first person loses a hundred more pounds. I don't know what the reward would be other than the psychic reward. I like it. I don't, I don't, psychic. Yes. <laughs> the me- the the mental positivity award. Okay. All right. You know, and and the other all the other benefits. You know. Yeah. Longer life. Man, whatever. Maybe maybe things don't hurt as much. Maybe you can um, finally make it up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> the hill that's been taunting you since you were a child. That's right. That exactly. hill killed my mother. I'm going to get you one of these days. And raped my father. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <Like> what? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, we could do that. The race to 100. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. What do you think, James? Uh, He's not interested in any of this. He just wants to be fat for the rest of his fucking life. No. Much <laughs> well, much like myself, he wants to be skinny, but he he doubts his uh, day-to-day determination to actually make it happen. I like the willpower. No, so my I'm newly invigorated. Newly to, engaged. <laughs> I'm newly invigorated to, to, to lose weight. Uh, because of this Milsom game coming up. Because if I go when uh, I yes. went to the when I went mm-hmm. to the one in September, I wasn't in the best of shape, but I was able. I competed and kept up the entire thing. And people were like, 
I can't believe you stayed through this 40 hour thing. You know, you're fucking crazy. You're huge. You know, and I was like running, <laughs> I was running and carrying as much gear as all of them, probably a little bit more and being a psychopath and going up and downstairs all night and not sleeping and everything. And it was awesome, you know. So for me, um, that's my motivation. I know I weigh more now than I did in September. So I know that I'm going to have uh, an issue just because the holidays like fucking kicked my ass, even though we were in the middle of a diet. <laughs> we're in the middle of a diet challenge. I like put on weight. So. Um, I know that I need to like take take some aggressive steps well, before like this you game got, comes up. You got three months. Yeah, I got three months. I got I got some time, so I can uh, I can make it happen. I mean, I've been I've been pretty I've been well pretty except for this weekend, but I was keto all last week, and then this weekend I fucked up, ate pizza and all kinds of garbage. Um, but you know, cut should a few we uh, out, bring see. in our we'll bring in our nutritional expert, Doctor oh, Tony Huge. <laughs> in case you guys forgot about him i still watch yeah, his stuff on youtube buddy yeah buddy that's that, that there there are there are very simple ways to take weight off fast it just matters how far you're willing to go <laughs> how close to death are you willing to push yourself oh god not that close man not that close <laughs> very funny stuff though yeah tony huge i forgot about him Okay, I'm so glad we discussed this. Let's move right along here. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. This Do you want to turn this into a, uh, we'll turn it into a documentary? That'll be something to release on Patreon. That's extra content, huh? Mm-hmm. There you go. Sounds like a discussion for uh, after the show. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll finalize everything next week. But no, uh, no. So at some point, send an email to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com and let us know what you think. No one checks that email, so no one will see it. But that's we'll, a, that's a lie. That's we a lie. It. it goes to all of our email inboxes, really? every single one. Yeah, but you never see them because no one ever sends anything. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, send an email. Someone just say test. Send give, a test email. <laughs> give us attention. One person has sent an email. And he was, uh, it was quite some time ago when we were discussing whether hot dogs were sandwiches. And he Did agreed with James that? that hot dogs were sandwiches. Did we resolve that? Well, I mean, they're clearly not sandwiches. Correct. What, what did I say? You, you argued in the positive. That sounds about right to me. They are yeah. a kind of sandwich. <sighs> The bread is not separated. Does that does that define what is a sandwich? That's very important in my definition. In your definition, okay. I'll talk to my also, boy Webster's, my man. It's vertical, not horizontal. That doesn't mean anything. You could have a freaking vertical horizontal hot dog. You hold it like this. <laughs> so That's the it. meat will just roll out. No, you hold it with your hands. You use your hands. You don't fucking hold it with your fucking like, He's like your hands. elbow flaps like this. You don't do this with it. You hold it like this. And you go. Oh, that's you don't, it. That's you you don't edge the hot dog slightly off the table and then kneel down and inch forward to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus God. Oh my God. Oh my. Okay. Well, we can before before we start World War Three of this hot dog sandwich situation. <laughs> um. All right. What else you guys got here for about on this? 
Uh, we can go to the extra section. Uh, the first two links I have are sort of variations on the same thing. They're um, topics from Reddit on basically websites that are very useful, but you don't uh, get to see on Google too much, just like by basic search. So check some of those out. Uh, there's some that have like math textbooks that um, sort of break out all the different solutions for the problems for you, show you step by step. That could be useful. If you're into math, if you're a math guy, I'm a science guy, you know, Mike's the sci-fi guy. Um, so the first mm -hmm. two links are about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The third link, um, I'll just say a little something about a, uh, oh. it's about a new way to make a version of graphene, which so, I've talked about in the past. Before you chime in about this. Sure. I, on Monday, I was going through, and I, you know, I uploaded a bunch. I put a bunch of stuff on here on Monday, mm -hmm. and graphene was one of my things. And I looked in here, and I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> I was legitimately pissed because I was so excited about this whole graphene thing that just came out last week. All right, continue. Now, are you excited about this one or the one that showed like the pink porous cube on a bunch of websites? No, no, no. I, I was so I saw a thing. Okay, so I listened to the weekly. Um, I listened to my daily uh, news alert, and one of the ones that D Discovery Science was talking about was like, oh, graphene, it's, we're almost there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about two different types of graphene, the one that's easy to make, that has impurities, and needs to be like, whatever, it's probably the pink cube. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, um, we can make, you know, we can make, uh, we found an easy way to make graphene, like the, a nice sheet, a nice, you know, flat sheet of it or whatever. Yep. But I didn't get too much further into it other than that. I just looked on the thing and I said, oh, I'll look for, I'll look for some graphene links. And then I saw yours was in there. I was like, all right. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Well, I mean, feel free to, to chime in. Uh, but um, I think you say delete it. No. <laughs> so <laughs> graphene is traditionally uh, time-consuming, expensive, and difficult to make. It takes very high heat, very high pressure. Um, but a, uh, a team of scientists have created what a process they call graph air. So what they do is they take regular soybean oil, which, you know, could eventually be you instead of using fresh soybean oil, you could use, you know, waste oil uh, from restaurants and something, you know, further leading to reuse of materials. But so they take this oil, heat it in a tube furnace, don't know what temperature, uh, but it only takes about half an hour. And then what they do is they so sorry, during the heating process, it's it. it breaks down and sort of decomposes into uh, the carbon building blocks. And graphene is just a, uh, you know, it's just like a certain arrangement of carbon, one nanometer thick, one atom thick. Um, so they take this mixture, they take the decompose, the fucking carbon building blocks and um, put it on some, put it on a foil that's made of nickel. And as it's rapidly cooled down, it arranges itself into a sheet of graphene. So the process is quite a bit simpler than, um, than previous uh, methods of uh, creation, like James, you know, we were just talking about an easier way. So the scientists have so far been able to create basically a credit card sized sample, but hopefully, I mean, you know, they, they always need funding to try and scale things, but the process it sh itself should be scalable. So they're looking for investors or, you know, to, to get involved and try it out. But I mean, some of the properties of graphene stronger than steel, it's flexible. 
um, potential superconductor at room temperature, which I've, you know, in the past like two, three weeks, I've always mentioned some room temperature superconductor, um, you know, endless uses for better uh, electronics, stuff like that. So it's really cool. Hopefully it works out. Graphing is exciting stuff, man. Yeah. And it's been around. Well, I don't know if graphene has been around sort of as long as carbon nanotubes, but I would say for almost 15 years, you know, people have been working on this. They say that it's going to be that, like, like, I mean, people aren't saying anything about carbon nanotubes. I mean, it's not that they're not saying it. I mean, obviously they're still talking about carbon nanotubes, but, um, you know, they, you know, for a long time they're like, carbon nanotubes is how we're going to build a space elevator. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, graphene is how we're going to build a space ele- elevator. Right. Yeah, I mean, because if you can have what is essentially a stable sheet of carbon nanotubes, then that's more viable for uh, a bunch of different purposes. Yeah. I'm so that's that. I'm hoping that we're going to... Uh, there's a few things out there that like, oh, you can make graphene in your home. So I don't know. Really? We'll see, yeah. Yeah, there's a few things like that. Like, you can just make graphene. It's that pink graphene, though. Okay. Yeah. The, so so not... the reason I mentioned that is because, uh, you know, some people on the internet got all up in arms because that the pink cube, it looks like a Rubik's cube, but it's like hollowed out. So it's, you just see the lattice structure. Yeah. People were like, oh my God, this is awesome. That's graphene. That is a 3D printed model of what the graphene that they created looks like. Oh God, trolled. So yeah, it's not like, oh, we got pink graphene now. The take out the red matter, destroy fucking Vulcan. Um, you know the the internet nerds got mad about that, but well, still this some guy he made like uh, I forgot what it is, but it's supposed to be a really easy way to make graphene. But the problem is, it's very it's not it's not pure. It's something there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the way it's supposed to be. And they were like, then you have to, after you make it, he's like, okay, we have to find a way to refine it and do a bunch of stuff to it. So, you know, I don't know. I still, I mean, I'd be interested to see whatever article you, you may have on that, but even if it's not sort of purified, it's, I'm sure it's still got some uses. Of course. Um, I mean, just like, you know, steel, you can get different grades of steel. You could get different, use that guy's uh, process to have different grades of graphene. Yeah. I think it's going to be, either way, it's the future. So we'll see. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Graphene. All right. What are, Mike, we'll what, talk about some All social right. justice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yep, and when it goes goes sideways here. So in Stockholm, they tried a new, uh, they tried a new system for snow plowing. A feminist snow plowing, like, plan. And, what? yeah. And it was a total failure. Um, so they were, it says, the new system suggested by progressive politicians, um, <clears throat> they got rid of the tried and true snow plow routes and diverted them to areas said to be used more by women. So, but they said the inevitable consequences was that other spaces like main roads, 
were clogged up for longer and it became impossible to get around. Why would they do such a thing? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, who made the argument to the city council that you need to be more feminist with your snow plowing? Fucking clear the goddamn roads. <laughs> yeah, they said, dumb. they say here, the gender equal strategy came in last year after politicians argued that the old way of clearing major roads in central areas favors men who are more likely to work in the city and get there by car. So instead, the plows were sent to clear out sidewalks and cycle paths on the basis that women walk and bike often. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Well, something something really stupid. I'm actually thankful this was, uh, this was done because now it can be used in as, as an example that you need to think practically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is just so ridiculous. I saw this today on one of my buddies posted this on Facebook, and I was like, what is this? Hmm. And I looked at this, I was like, come on. Like, this is so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, it defies logic, you know? But, anywho. All right, so next up. So, NASA's been uh, talking about how they're going to make the next generation quote-unquote warp drive. Um, back in November, leaked documents showed that NASA believed it had cracked the warp drive and they could, um, make it so that it's a lot, it, you know, you could get somewhere a lot faster, basically. It's not warp drive like Star Trek, like we're going, we'll be there in a second, you know, not like that, but. It's warp drive, uh, created by Mr. Albert Cubieri, correct? Mm, No. Okay. I must've seen something Uh, else. Albert Cubieri. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thanks. That's really funny, Evan. <laughs> That's the way I've always said the, like the correct take, term. Feel like you're taking shots. <laughs> um. So this one's called an EM drive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they say it works by bouncing microwaves around inside a closed engine. The microwaves subsequently push against the side of the container, acting as a propeller. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. This article, though, talks about has China. It's reported now that China has built one of these things. Thank God, new I'm space sure race. we have one too. Yeah, new space race. This guy. So this guy had this thing like years ago. He's been trying to get somebody interested in this thing for years. Yeah, and he he actually performed tests, which were which were uploaded to YouTube, you know, in the past years, and it showed to be technically a success but the issue was like can can this actually be built and utilized in space so other people built it and they were like okay well we guess it kind of works but the amount of propulsion that it produces is technically there but really next to zero huh so like it you know if you find a more efficient way to to walk, for instance, you can do that and conserve more energy, or you don't need as much fuel in the long run to to walk a mile. But if you actually just fucking walk a mile, you'll get there forty times faster. Like that kind that kind of concept. Right. We have definitely talked about the EM drive like three or four times previously. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope. I hope it's working better than 
it was. <laughs> well, I'm sure if they if they can get you know a, a test going in space, it was supposed to have been tested by someone recently. Then it will be like a a working, functional, demonstrable proof of concept, and they can iterate on that and make it better. Well, according to this article, China has has it aboard their their uh, low orbit manned satellite that they have up there right now. Okay. Well, good. I hope the, they the uh, Chen Chang two. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, so this is the story I wanted to tell you guys. So today I went to the public library and I signed myself up for a library card. Welcome to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Or actually even welcome to teenagehood i had a library card when i was like seven yeah me too (laughs) i just don't know what happened to it yeah so i took myself to the library and signed up for a card and so i'm all set they have so get this at the library here they have dvds that you can even take take out doesn't cost anything Mm -hmm. just you have to return them within seven days yep and i was i just quickly looked at the dvd section but they had all kinds of tv shows they have mad men i saw robocop as they see all kinds of stuff that there. sounds weird to me yeah, i mean the there. the old wheaton library had vhs and audio tapes and everything mm-hmm. for a long so time they have yeah. uh i have they have audio cds there too i saw that um including audio books um but yeah at the wheaton library they used to have tapes but you used to have to pay for them Hmm. At least when I used to take them out, it was like a dollar, and you had to return them like within two days or something. Michael's always taking them home, dubbing over them, copying <laughs> over them. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, take this, people. My no. wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except Michael was copying over, 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 over the videos with weddings. Yes. Just random weddings. Like this is supposed to be Terminator Two. Like, Who is this child being born? Yeah. <laughs> I, instead, I just I just recorded every single movie became. Um, Buckaroo Banzai. Yes. Oh. <laughs> or the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, that was doing a favor, a favor to humanity. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So, and my whole goal with getting this library card wasn't actually to check out any books from the library itself, but to begin using this app that you can download for pretty much any platform called Overdrive. The Overdrive app lets you. Check out ebooks and audiobooks that your local library may have. Hmm. And, you know, they have an iOS, Android. You can use it on your computer. Um, and so when James and I were out last night, we were actually talking about this with uh, the couple friends. And I, I, I had heard about this before, but I kind of forgot about it. And so they had reminded me, and I, I remember I'd tried to use it before, and it's like, all right, sign in with your library card. You know, it's like, damn it. So I was, so today I was like, all right, screw it. Let me go see if the library's open. And sure enough, they're open. So took myself down there, got myself a library card. Nice. Yep. So de- I definitely recommend everyone check out the Overdrive app. 
Um, and Are get there networks library of libraries? Yeah. Okay. So it's like anything, you know, any library in Maryland? Or is it county-based? Um, I mean, I guess they would all have... I guess all, it's county-based, but... Do all libraries have the same content? No. Like, do they all have, like, two of this book and two of that book? Oh, no. Really? Yeah. How do they figure that out? I don't know. I guess the inventories are online or something. I don't know. No, I mean, like, so if you started... If you created your own county and you opened up a bunch <laughs> of libraries, <laughs> wouldn't you, or would you, order the same books for every location? Or would you have, like... That's a good question. Regional copies or something? Could Can you... be. Like, I know, like, the, the, the library in Rockville has more something. I don't know if okay, it's more so medical, based on more size. science, or... That'd be okay. I wonder if that's because it's closer to uh, NIH or or uh, where's NIST? Is that Gaithersburg? Yeah. So maybe they have a lot more science and technology ones, mm-hmm. or or uh, standards and technology. Huh? Am I right? Oh. Yep. So just want to mention this to everyone. You know, check out the Overdrive app. I put a link to it in the show notes here too. But you should be able to just Google Overdrive app and. You'll find it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, so I, it's alternative to buying things on Kindle or buying audiobooks. Now, of course, I like Audible, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop using Audible. You know, because you know you can't get things in here that are like brand new. You can't pre-order things. You know, if someone has something checked out, then you can't listen to it. You know, which is kind of silly, but that's the way it works. That's I guess it, they have to do it that way. Yeah. But that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I'm still gonna have Audible, but this is like you know. In case I run out of some content one month, maybe I'm maybe I'm hard up. But I don't have a credit. I need to get my fix in, you know. So, hmm. um. So yeah, everyone check it out. Oh, and I found out. Um, even if you're not a resident of Montgomery County, you can still get a library card in Montgomery County for ten dollars. Nice. That's pretty neat. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking on their site, so you can sign up for. You can, but I don't see. You can't sign up. So it says Maryland's Digital E Library Consortium, powered by Overdrive, and it doesn't look like you can sign. I was hoping you could sign up for an account on the site, but of course it's 1982 in the library, so you have to go in, fill out some paperwork. They have a barcode scanner where you scan something, and then they, the lady looks at you and gives you a good hard look and says, "You're good. Here's your card," and it's a flimsy piece of shit paper. Well, How is it? Is it nice, no, Michael? I'm being an asshole. Is it a nice card? It's probably it is, very It actually nice. is a nice card now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm they're, being a they're fucking durable full-on and cock. plastic, just like your driver's license. And I appreciate your your desire to forward the human race into the future, but I view libraries as preservation of culture, so please don't shit on them. Okay. When's the last time you went to a library? Three and a half years ago. I actually really? have a library card down here. Oh my god. <laughs> I was three and a half them, years ago, not three and a half weeks ago. Okay, correct. So just relax. That's so long time. Yeah, you get off your fucking high horse. <laughs> oh, conserving the fucking culture. The library. You know what the library should be? A fucking server under the Library of Congress with a massive fucking cloud. That's what the library should be. And if you want to go study, then maybe we'll have a study building where you can go study. You could put on your fucking Pixel headset 
and go mm-hmm. sit down in the virtual quiet room of the virtual Library of Congress and virtually check out your book and virtually. It looks like with this overdraft thing, you have to virtually check out a book or put and, a book on and, hold and virtually yeah. shove it where the sun doesn't. You can't. Yeah, Correct. you can't. You can't get <laughs> copies of the book. It's not like you have. It's not like like I figure like they should have like okay here's we have four million copies of this book out. No, I think you get a copy for a copy of each book for each book they have. Like you have to put a book on hold. That is yes. correct. We did discuss that about That's, two minutes ago. I'm sorry. I was I was reading. You know I mm-hmm. like you know I lock out, man. When I know you, <laughs> I know you're I'm, I'm a like, science guy. Ooh, Mike's a, a sci-fi lot. guy. You're the words guy. Uh, man, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what what guy am I? Now I, now I have to know because I know I'm not the words guy. <laughs> All right. So there's one more thing I want to uh, just mention really quick. Just a funny story. So on Friday night, I tried to go to the 7-Eleven over on 16th Street. And there was a cop car outside it, and there was police tape all around the 7-Eleven. So I was like, okay, I'm not going there. (laughs) So I went by that 7-Eleven today, and it was open and everything. So I went inside, and I asked the guy behind the counter. I'm like, so what happened here, man, on uh, Friday night? He's like, I drove by, and there were cops outside and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, it was was a robbery. The guy Mm -hmm. said they took the whole damn cash drawer. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We need to step so, up our theft game. Yeah, okay. They didn't take the uh, the safe of $20 bills and above that's under the counter? I'm yeah. sure that's very hard slash impossible to do. You move, know how much that thing so. weighs? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So. Well, good. You are a magnet for uh, serious crime. Please stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> truth. Yep, first the bodies, now this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so the only other thing I want to mention, my mom, she, she, I don't know what she was looking at or she was thinking about something, I don't know what, and she said to me, she's like, you know what, I just realized, I just realized, so I can't get this thought out of my head now. She's like, we are in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That is beautiful. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was kind of funny, but still not wrong. <laughs> she's she is technically correct. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. She's right. Yeah, yeah she's she's like, right. Like, mom, what uh, what exactly were you smoking? <laughs> so Mike, James, Mike, 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 check this out. Check this out. <laughs> We're yeah, in exactly. fucking space, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, James, on that same vein, um, I was wondering if you could tell us what you were, what we were discussing both the other night and I think tonight we were discussing it earlier before the show started. Like, if you could regale us with your latest DMT adventure, please go on. What was I talking about? I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> DMT. Um, <laughs> No, you're talking about um, was it that guy, like Chuck, Chuck Heidelberg or whatever you were saying, the Heisenberg Compensator? No, Weisenkramer. What's his name? I don't know. Weisenkramer. It's like four billion something, whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Gary V. Gary V. Yeah, Gary V. Yeah, four trillion. Four trillion. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. We have four trillion, four trillion and one chance to become a human being. Yeah. And why is that? 
I mean, just because it's so many possibilities of things that go into making you, you, you know, and I'm sure of those 4 trillion, like 2 trillion are all the possibilities of human, human could, that could come out. A trillion is like, hell no, no humans coming out. And 1 trillion is like some deformed maniacs coming out or a fucking dog, you know? I mean, I'm sure that's <laughs> probably not a dog, but you know, I'm sure that's what it is. But still, it's like 4 trillion possibilities and you've got one shot. And you made it, uh, which is phenomenal. I think. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You know, you you the you are the you that we know, and we know that you know we know that you are you you you. I'm in a loop. Um, <laughs> You're in the infinite loop. Yeah. It's like you um, know that I know that you know that I know. Anyway, you know it's it's like the trace it's like, Buster Buster Buster. Yeah. <laughs> right um but no it's it's like what we were saying what i was telling i was telling evan this earlier you know before you got on the call i think it's and i told you this last night you you get up in the morning you wake up and you're alive you beat the odds already again you know you go to work you get in your car you successfully navigate the roads and go to work you're still alive. You don't get shot at work for some reason. You're still alive. You don't choke on your fucking bagel. You're still alive. You poop and don't have a heart attack for some reason. You're still alive. You know, you go home. You play some basketball with your boys. You don't get killed there. I mean, it's like every single thing in this world that you do beyond becoming a tr- beyond becoming a person, you are now beating the odds to an infinite degree. Like four trillion is already crazy. But now you're upping it every single day. You're increasing that number to like a, a, a level of insanity. So it seems like when people die, now I realize when people die, they had it coming. You know, <laughs> like they, they, I mean, they spent their whole life beating the odds, you know? Yeah, there's no escaping it. And as amazing as all that is, every day, it's like, yeah, it's not enough. No, but that's that's good. You should be driven to go farther and do more. But still. You know, the whole no life is no day is guaranteed, blah, 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 whatever. You know, that's all true. No but fate, but what we make for ourselves. Let's say uh, 13, one jury. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. What is it, Michael? <laughs> What's Michael's favorite saying? Oh, thir- yeah, that's uh, 12 jurors, one judge, half a chance. There we go, yeah. 13 um, and a half, folks. To- totally irrelevant, but I thought it's, it fit perfectly here. Um, Get that they, tatted on my on my skull. No, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> right in your fucking temple. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, Gary Vanner... Van, is Vanerchuk? I think it's Vanerchuk. Yeah, Gary Vanerchuk. Uh, he's a speaker and an entrepreneur, and he was on Joe, the Joe Rogan show, which is where I heard him. I think that's a great place to be introduced into his content. He has videos. His videos are like tons and tons of videos on the web. Go check his go check his videos out. Definitely watch the uh, Joe Rogan special because you kind of like you kind of get a good sense of like who this guy is, you know. So it's probably like a two hour talk, but it's really good. Um, and there's video you can see the whole thing on YouTube or you can listen to it. It's a podcast, so um, but it's definitely worth it. It's worth your time. So yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, solid dude. Yep. And which episode is that? Uh, for Joe Rogan, nine oh eight or something. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. It's like three or four episodes ago. Probably five episodes ago at this point. Um. Okay. Okay. So I'll just run through my thing here. Um, Lady Gaga drones on and on. So the coolest thing about the halftime show 
was Lady Gaga jumping off the top of the uh, the thing. Behind her were like 300 uh, Intel drones called Shooting Star drones developed in in uh, by a company called, I think it's Electronics Technica or Electrotechnica or something like that in uh, Germany, uh, like kind of contracted out to them by Intel and no moving, no, no, no screws. The damn drones just snapped together. They about weigh about the, about the weight of a volleyball and on the pad, like, so they have these pads designed for these things. They launched 300, but they have 600 on the pads. And they, I haven't been able to find a picture, but they said, everyone who's seen it said the, the scene of them like taking off is amazing. Because it's like an Ender's Game-esque um, proposition. So the whole thing is run by one person. There's one drone pilot that kind of runs all of them. And they have no spatial awareness of, of the other drones. The software manages everything. So you know? do you like arrange them in formation and they all fly as one in that formation? You could do that, sure. You absolutely could do that. Hmm. I, my, I like that. Yeah, I don't know how they get... I, I, right now, I think the system is only designed to do shows and stuff. So if they, I'm assuming what they'd have to do is build one like master drone that had some kind of way to tell what's going on in space. These ones can't, but I'm sure future ones can. But the, the whole idea is... You know, they they're like, oh, we're gonna use these at Disney to show like to do shows and holiday specials and stuff in the sky, and they have LEDs and stuff on them. But there's so many more applications for like you know uh, the drones, like doing sensor sc- scanning ships' hulls for impure for imperfections and stuff like that, and doing sensor sweeps along the border and all kinds of random things like that. So really and cool. crop dusting and crop dusting, absolutely sure. You know, there's just a lot of things you can do with this kind of technology, and one person can control a hundred, a thousand. The 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 limit is ten thousand drones. Hmm. So it's pretty fucking nuts, and the drones are super cheap. I mean, they're super, they're dirt cheap. Um, it's like a styrofoam hull, hull styrofoam hull, some plastic arms, it all snaps together. It's fucking nuts. So very cool stuff. Check, click on that link, read more about it. I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl, and. Apparently they pre-recorded the scene where she jumps off the roof. They pre-recorded that because, you know, they probably were like, we don't want drones in the fucking thing. You know, so that's why the drones are up above the above the thing uh with the night sky as a backdrop. But I would have loved to see those drones fly into the stadium and like start doing some kind of crazy spiral pattern. It'd been like some beautiful amazing thing, but they didn't do that. So I would have liked to see them attack the crowd. Uh, it's possible. It could happen. We can arrange that for you, Mike. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank maybe you. they didn't want to Thank you. risk seeing her die live on air. Yeah. I will. Honestly, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was hoping for a uh, what's his name? Owen Hart. Uh, yeah. Bingo. Who I that? was hoping for an Owen Hart scenario. Yeah. Um, he he <clears> jumped <throat> from the top of a stadium into the ring, and his cords broke or weren't on attached properly, and he broke his neck. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, so he was, uh, this is back in the days of WWF before yeah. WWE. He was part of the Hart Foundation. His brother was Bret Hart, one of the greatest they wrestlers didn't help ever anybody. known. They didn't help anybody. No, no, no. Not, it, this was not that a, kind of Hart Foundation. Uh, not a humanitarian effort, no. <clears throat> Unless they're giving out suplexes. <laughs> yeah. So before they like had such massive productions, they would 
of, you know, for certain events, bring the stars in on like a zip line or lower them from the rafters and all that stuff. So he was being lowered from the rafters into the ring. And I think he was about 20 feet or 30 feet up and the, uh, the harness broke and he actually fell onto one of the turnbuckles, which is what holds the ring together. It's like a metal pole basically and broke his neck and died. Yeah. Really, Hmm. really horrible actually. Yeah. This is a wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. This was probably almost 20 years ago now. Jeez, was it that long ago? Mm-hmm. I watched that live. I was. I did not. I, I heard it about pay, it the next I day. It, I watched it on pay per view. Yeah. Goddamn old. Twenty years ago. Fuck. Yeah, they don't call it pay per view anymore. Ass. No, okay. <laughs> it's on to me. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Obviously. So let's let me zoom through the rest of this. Okay. So. Uh, actually, I'm gonna jump around here. So I put Hacksaw Ridge on the end with no links. I just saw the movie; it's fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a really good movie. It's everything. It's like all. It's like the basic trite story arc bullshit, but just so, so well done that you're like, this is great. And that's a my, newer, a newer war movie, right? Yeah, and to my surprise, it's a fucking true story. Like this motherfucker existed. This fucking guy was in fucking beast mode. This Hacksaw Ridge guy, he... Oh, yeah, this is the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got, he got, uh, 70, he, he saved 75 guys off of this ridge and lowered each one down by himself over a period of, like, two days. By himself. He's alone up there with the fucking, with the nips. No, with the Japanese <laughs> Imperial Army. So, pretty, pretty crazy, honestly. Pretty crazy. So, definitely, feel free to go check it out. Uh, great movie, definitely worth your time. If you're gonna pay for it, worth paying for it. It was a good movie. Mel Gibson outdid himself. That's sad that he's really good at this kind of stuff and really bad at being a human being. So, <laughs> um, you okay, gotta pick so, your passion, James. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, so I, I talked earlier about Vladimir about uh about Russia. I did. I thought I I realized I looked earlier and I was like I didn't add it to the show. That's stupid. I'll add it to the next one. It's in this show. Uh, we're about the space stuff and like Russia and all that kind of crazy stuff Russia gets into. I have it here. Putin on the Ritz is what it's called. So click in the show notes. This is a link to the Cracked podcast where they discuss it. And they talk for like two hours about it. It's fucking amazing. It's a great like talk. And they talked about two or three different people about Vladimir Putin and people who like really understand Russia. Um, and they talk about all the, the astronauts who are said to have died like mysteriously and like basically they get they get they dig into the psyche of what it means to be russian between like world war ii and now and it's actually really good it's a very good it's i wouldn't even call it a podcast it's more like i don't know information it's great so um definitely check that out uh last but not least oh my gosh evan you watch this it's a vice special on (laughs) oh uh, yeah the the special's called the worst. I think it's called I think it's called the worst movie ever made or something. The, uh, I don't uh, remember the worst, the, the the worst movie. Yeah, the worst worst movie ever made. The true story of Birdemic. Everyone, grab your coat hangers. Yeah. So I saw this and I was like, I had to click on this and see what it is. And basically, it's about this crazy Vietnamese guy who <laughs> made this crazy movie on a ten thousand dollar budget. And it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. And 
it became awful. it became an it's awful. It, it became an accidental cult classic because it's ridiculous. I can't wait to watch it. I haven't seen it I yet. I we seen I thought we saw this. We didn't watch this? No, I no. didn't see it. Oh, oh nope. we saw what did we <clears> see? <throat> we saw the other one. Um, what? Poultry Geist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, we saw Poultry Geist. Um, but I would definitely uh, we all have to watch this and report well, back I've on it. I've definitely heard of this movie before. Yeah, it was yeah. it was very famous like in 2010. It got, it became like like they were showing it in theaters. That's how ridiculous it was. Um, hmm. well, good for him. And he made he made Birdemic two, but it seemed to have lost the magic that the first one had. So, yeah, and so in the in the uh, the linked sort of documentary here is about half an hour long. If you have the time, it's a pretty good watch. Um, if you don't have the time, a uh, a, a journalist helped expose this film that the the director and the creator. Like spent all of his money on. He went to Sundance by himself. He promoted the film by like taping uh, a, a fake bird and fake blood to his minivan and driving around, playing screeching bird music with his windows down from yeah. his van. And so they watched it and they were like, "What is this? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> so <exactly>. bad. <laughs> uh, like the dialogue is awful. Uh, they pointed out it's like written in broken English." Uh, but the actors who are definitely white Americans like recite it in broken English because the director was so adamant. He's like, no, this is the script. Yeah. And like he animated all the birds himself with like GIF files and Windows Movie Maker and yes. shit. It's like... <laughs> yes. It's so, oh my God. Yes. But so the whole time he is like considering himself a legit potential Hollywood superstar director. So in in part of the documentary, they go and meet with like a cap, you know, uh, a talent company, and they're like, yeah, we you know we loved Birdemic, it 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 was a you know a cult hit, but he's like, he's trying to sell Birdemic three, and saying you know with uh, with proper funding it can be, um you know a major Hollywood production. He's looking for a three film deal, ten to twenty million per film. And like everyone is considering this Birdemic cult hit, like this guy's joking, right? He's doing it bad on purpose, but he's like, no, I belong in Hollywood. I'm taking this seriously. He, he, yeah, he's a true believer. He's passionate, and he has this pa- this great energy for his this thing he's created. And he, you can see when he talks to them about it, like he loves this project and he believes in it, and he thinks it's a serious, amazing thing that he's created, and not funny at all, and doesn't understand why people are laughing. Yeah, it's it's a oh God. What did he describe? It's a romantic thriller. A romantic thriller with um, an undertone of like environmental consciousness or something. Yeah, because the birds only attack people who are driving or filling up their cars at gas stations. Yeah, and the birds so, birds explode when they hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I I'm looking forward to watching Birdemic one and two. We'll do a recap. But uh, if you have half an hour, watch this documentary on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's very good. Honestly, it's extremely good. Definitely worth your time. Nice. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And then I guess someone uh, Michael. I'll put that in there. The oh, link okay. to Powerful JRE number nine ten with Ver- Gary Vaynerchuk. A powerful JRE. Is this about Java? No, it's the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> the Java runtime environment. Yeah, that's why I was like, powerful JRE. What's he talking about Java here? <laughs> um, all right, sounds good. So, guys, does anyone have anything else? Go on once. Go on twice. I should give you a chance to talk. Chance over. Perfect. Close it out. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for coming in, tuning in to another episode of the IO panel. Uh, you can uh, harass us verbally and, uh, well, not verbally, you just type in that board, called, board full of keys uh, to a <laughs> email address uh, that's feedback at com. One of us will get the message. I don't think that email address works, but by all means, try. Uh, if we offended you in some kind of way, then get stuffed. And uh, let us know how the stuffing is. Cool. Uh, cool. Our full sponsor. Of, full of blood. Yeah. Full, full, filled with blood. Um, our sponsor for the day and always is Coleman's Mustard. <laughs> you know, I was thinking we should bring back Coleman's. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what happened to Coleman's? I was talking to Michael about that earlier, wasn't I? Did I tell you about that last week or something? Probably. I was like, what happened to Coleman's? Anyway, someone tell the sponsor. I don't remember what it is. AudibleTrial.com forward slash IO panel. There we go. AudibleTrial.com forward slash IO panel. Yeah, check that out. Go there, get an Audible trial, and uh, listen to some of these great books. The Expanse, Michael's got uh, the, 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 all those books. like six Expanse books. Obviously, the Joe Ledger series is absolutely fucking excellent. Michael, what do you think of that? Joe Ledger? Yeah. <sighs> amazing. Yeah, amazing. Go check it out. Um, uh, the Bobaverse. I know none of these, neither of these two scrubs have listened to it. It's absolutely amazing series about a guy who gets turned into a satellite. Um, <laughs> it's it's not as ridiculous as I just said it is, but you don't have to go take my word for it until you can prove yourself. Prove it for yourself. Go check it out. The Bobaverse book two has just come out. I'm gonna pick that up tonight and go to bed with that. So, uh, guys, have a great night. Thank you very much. We're out. What is that? What is Audible? I really need to write the ending, the, the fucking outro down. I just keep forgetting. I always forget. We lose ourselves in the spirit of things. We lose ourselves when we put our trust in. Material world of things that fade away, let me keep coming back, 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 keep coming